Welcome to the Tuesday, my gosh, this year is going fast, Tuesday, October 15th edition of the Win Daily Sports Podcast. This is Brandon C. Williams, and I am with my new partner now, introducing a guy that is part of the uh, newest members of our team over at Win Daily Sports, Javi Prolezzo. Javi, give us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us how your week went as far as uh, fantasy went. Hey, thanks, Brandon. Uh, excited to be here. Um, so I am a um, proven winner. I've, uh, I've had a lot of success here in, in baseball, and um, I'm a WFBC finalist. I am I'm also from the football side. Uh, have a few, um, you know, 40, 50K finishes already this year. Um, tried to win the Millie this past week. I did not win, unfortunately. Uh, did I did place in it a few times, which is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, I'm almost there, and I'm also uh, I got four tickets for the WFFC, the live final in Puerto Rico for football already. So need one more to max out, and excited to do that. So very sweet. So guys, if you're listening to this, yo, this is a guy that's gonna make you a lot of money. This guy's you know pushing his way up higher and higher in the upper tax bracket when it comes to uh, fantasy sports. So, as usual, on Tuesday, we focus a bit on quarterbacks. Really, that's where our main focus is. And when you look back at last week's play, uh, really the guy that you know, was really the quarterback that made the biggest impact was Kirk Cousins. You know, he was low, you know, uh, the value was low on Cousins, even against a Philadelphia Eagles team that had been suspect in the secondary. So, if you played Cousins, uh, you really got a serious bang for your buck with the four touchdown passes. Oh yeah, for sure. He was in a in a few of my lineups uh, in, in the tournaments. It wasn't in the the Millie tournament. It was a, a different one, and he uh, he won me some money. Stacking him with Diggs and Thielen was huge. It was oh, a good it, play. It, it, it was. You know, he was only sixty seven hundred dollars over at DraftKings, a modest eighty four hundred over at FanDuel, and you have to think about the fact that, you know, the Eagles coming into that game were still 29th overall against the pass. I think that uh, with the issues that Cousins had going into the past couple of weeks, I still think that people kind of, you know, poo-pooed him, even though he had a good game against the Giants. Uh, he kind of like laid low, thought that because the Eagles had a solid game against the Jets that previous week as well, that maybe rubber hits the road and that the Eagles would slow him down, guess again, on a big-time way. Kyler Murray was also a very solid play last week. It was 6,500 uh, at DraftKings, 77 at FanDuel. Had a monster game, 342 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and a shootout against Arizona. Uh, did you use him in any, uh, any of your teams? Yeah, so uh, he, he was in a few of my lineups. He wasn't as high, which is unfortunate because I think he had the best value on the slate. Um but uh, I, I, you know, I was I was in on him just because of the matchup. You know, I think uh, we're we're gonna see here, and we'll talk about it later. That uh, we want to attack Atlanta's defense. That defense is is very bad. So, yeah, uh, and the one guy, you know, obviously uh, there were a lot of people who got caught up into uh, the Chiefs. Texans hype. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had his worst game of the year fantasy-wise. Deshaun Watson was okay, but it was nowhere near what a lot of people uh, were expecting out of that contest. I think your people were thinking that you're going to get 50 points each out of both Mahomes and Watson, especially with Mahomes having uh, Tyreek Hill coming back. You know, he did get a couple of touchdown passes out of Hill, but Mahomes, uh, for the first time this season, looked ordinary. He did, yeah. I was, uh, I was on the. I wasn't as much in Mahomes as I was 
Deshaun Watson. Mahomes doesn't look right. Uh, he's still he's still the best QB in the league, hands down. But I think that ankle is really affecting him. Uh, for Deshaun Watson, I thought this was going to be the game where he was going to feed DeAndre Hopkins, um, and it just didn't work out. I mean, Watson still had a good game. He he ran in two touchdowns, um, but I mean, he wasn't given his price tag. It it wasn't the best play. So uh, yeah. I hear you on that one for sure. And the one guy that I really bombed on, uh, I thought that there was some potential value in this play. Josh Rosen going up against the Redskins defense. Washington was 31st in fantasy against quarterbacks. I really thought that after a bye week and uh, the way that uh, Rosen had played toward the end of his previous start, uh, that there was an opportunity to get a value play out of him. Needless to say, that didn't work. He ended up getting benched, ended up getting burnt in a big time way. So we will never speak of Josh Rosen again. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, sixty nine hundred at DraftKings, eight thousand FanDuel. I mentioned last week in my quarterback column, uh, which will be coming out later today, uh, that this was the game to go after him because the Bengals were the worst, second worst as far as rushing yards allowed per game to opposing quarterbacks. You know, Lamar Jackson almost hit two hundred yards. And he went over one hundred fifty, and uh, still had a pretty solid passing game as well, uh, passing day as well. Yeah, for sure. He was uh, he was running all over the place. Uh, he was he was one of the games I was uh, watching closely. I was high on. Uh, it hurt a little bit with Marquise Brown out, but he still performed uh, way above expectations. Um, and one person I, I think uh, you, you missed on, and I don't know if you had any shares of him, was uh, Case Keenum. I actually uh, had him with uh, Terry McLaurin in a few lineups, so uh, that actually worked out given the Dolphins' bad defense. So uh, yeah, I'll probably never use them again. So. Yeah, and Keenum was a pretty solid value, uh, you know, going to the game as well. Uh, going into week seven in the main slate, uh, it's going to be interesting in the sense that uh, you're not going to have a lot of uh, quarterbacks that you usually count on uh, as far as uh, cash game and GPPs, you know, because of the fact that they're playing either Thursday, Sunday night, or Monday night. You know, so that means no Dak Prescott. You're not going to have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you're not going to have uh, Tom Brady. You won't have Carson Wentz uh, in there, just to name a few. So to me, uh, at least in your opinion, who do you think would be the best cash uh, cash game player going into Week Seven? Yeah. So for cash, I'm I'm going to go into to both sides. So for Fanduel, um, uh, I honestly believe in the hype now with the number one overall pick this past year, Kyler Murray. So I know we, we spoke about him in the beginning of the show. I am very high on him on FanDuel. He is priced at the sixth highest, which is 7,700, um, going against the, the lowly New York Giants. Uh, I know their defense is a little better, but he is going to be a, a lock most likely in, in the majority of my lineups, given his legs, given how much better he's doing in the red zone, because uh, that was the biggest issue. So he he's a lock for me on, on FanDuel. Um, as for DraftKings, um, there's there's two players I'm targeting there. Um, I'd say Kyler Murray again, but he's a little bit higher priced on there. He's he's priced at 6,700, which is the third highest on the QB side. Uh, but I actually looking at Gardner Minshew actually on DraftKings. So um, he plays against the the Bengals uh, on DraftKings. He is 5,400, and he's playing against one of the worst defenses. Uh, he's he's definitely the best value uh, on the QB side in DraftKings. So, 
Those are my main targets. I I certainly agree with you completely on uh, Minshew. Uh, The Bengals are, you know, actually 30 or 30 seconds against the run, and that's really the only only concern I have is that, you know, Minshew uh, comes out hot early, but then this becomes a game where you see uh, Leonard Fournette uh, be dominant. do I do love the uh, Kyler Murray pick uh, here, even on the road against the Giants, because you know this Giants defense is tailor made for a big afternoon for Murray. They're thirty first against the pass, they're twenty fourth against the run. So Murray, now we're seeing him running a little bit more. It's going to make him you know, exceptionally dangerous. Now Lamar Jackson is an interesting play uh, when you look at a GPP aspect of it. Sixty eight hundred over at uh, DraftKings, eighty fourth FanDuel. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, when you think about the fact that you know it is going to be at Seattle, I'm still not going to be bothered by it because the Seahawks are giving up 277 yards per game. Their rushing defense overall is 11th, but with the way Jackson is improving each week, especially with the uh, with the attempts that are becoming more smart uh, compared to uh, some that he's made the previous uh, two weeks. I like the fact that Jackson could go in there and be pretty effective. When you look at that over under at 50.5, that makes you feel even more confident that this guy could go into the Seattle and put up some huge numbers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, he's definitely going to be in my, in my pool. I think he's going to be a, a top cash play too. Uh, given his legs. I mean, after the way he ran the ball last week, uh, I, I don't know how good he can run against uh, the Seahawks uh, this time around. Uh, he, he did run all over the Bengals, which you emphasize are a bottom tier defense, especially on the run. Um, but I think Lamar, I'm going to have a, quite a few uh, shares of Lamar Jackson. So he, he's a he's a key play for me. Uh, one guy I do like uh, you know, in cash game, it's going to be uh, Matt Ryan. You know, 6,800 over at DraftKings, uh, 84, uh, 84 at fans, actually 79 at FanDuel, 63 at DraftKings. He throws the ball 43 times a game. Uh, he leads the league in passing yards. He's going up against the Rams defense that I think is going to have to prepare for a slugfest, especially if you're looking at the prospects of not having uh, Todd Gurley for a second straight game. That means Jared Goff is going to have to throw the ball a heck of a lot better than what he did against the 49ers last week. So that tells me that, you know, in that, with that game being in Atlanta, I get the sense that Ryan is going to thrive in what should be a pretty high-scoring affair. When you look at the over-under, it's 53-and-a-half. It's the highest one in Week 7. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have a, a good amount of shares of Matt Ryan and Jared Goff. I know Goff just came off a week where – I'm pretty sure he threw under 100 yards passing. Um, he's due. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier that you play against Atlanta's defense. Atlanta's pass defense is one of the worst. Their run defense is one of the worst. And uh, the last two weeks, um, if if you've played against Atlanta defense, they are um, you're sitting pretty. So uh, Jared Goff at 7,800 on FanDuel. Um, is is a good play, and 6,200 on, on DraftKings is also a good play. But I will have shares of both, for sure. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to come on the high end, 7,000 over at DraftKings, 8,300 at FanDuel. This is a guy that's on pace to account for 42 touchdowns this season. And if you look at his numbers the last couple of games, he's completed 77% of his passes. Uh, he's averaging 9.4 yards per completion, and he's accounted for eight touchdowns. He's well, he's passed for six. He's rushed for he's rushed for two touchdowns. 
he's on pace to get you 12 rushing touchdowns this season. And when you think about fantasy MVPs at this point, Watson certainly got to be in a conversation. Yep. Yep. Uh, the only thing that might scare me a little bit is his price tag. Um, on FanDuel, he is 8300 It's the third highest. He's actually $100 less than Lamar Jackson. But uh, I think I, I like Lamar Jackson's matchup better than uh, Watson's matchup against the Colts. I think the Colts' defense is sneaky good. Um, so I, I think it's it's going to be more of a GP play, GPP play, even though he is um, playing very well right now, as you mentioned. Um, but he, he'll be closer to bottom of my list um, on that end. Yeah, you know, and, and it makes sense, you know, because of the value, uh, mm. lack of value in there. Uh, it's also a game on the road, and the Texans traditionally have not played well at Indianapolis. So that, you know, is that makes him a, make him a, makes him a considerable risk, you know, when you throw those two factors in there. Is there a quarterback that you think that, you know, is going to fly under the radar, you know, one of those bottom-tier guys that could rise up and give you some numbers this week? Yeah, uh, so uh, we were talking earlier about Gardner Minshew. Um, again, I like him more on, on DraftKings. He's at 5400 He is lower-priced on FanDuel as well at 6800 uh, or sorry, 6900 But uh, I, I don't think many are going to play him, especially after this, this past week against New Orleans. So um, he'll be somebody that I play. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he's, a little, he's priced a little higher. He's playing against a good Minnesota team. Uh, it's it's purely a tournament play. Uh, I think Minnesota's defense is very good, but on on FanDuel he's seventy three hundred, and on on DraftKings he's fifty two hundred. So he's actually lower priced than Minshew uh, on DraftKings. So um, I think it's it's a sneaky play. It's not my favorite play to be honest. Um, it's it's a way to save salary. Uh, and then the last one, and I, you know, we haven't really mentioned it given how bad Miami's been. Uh, Josh Allen is middle of the pack. 7,700 um, on FanDuel and 6,500 on DraftKings. Uh, I think people might shy away from that play given, you know, Matt Ryan and Jared Goff against Atlanta and Kyler Murray. But uh, I think uh, Josh Allen is going to be a good play as well, given his legs and playing against one of the worst teams in Miami. So uh, those are my sneaky plays. I don't know how sneaky Josh Allen's going to be, but I think Car- Gardner Minshew is, is going to be somebody in a lot of my lineups. So. I like the Josh Allen pick. Uh, you know, Dolphins are 31st against the run. And as you mentioned, you know, Allen certainly is a guy who's going to give you production with his legs. They're 26th against the pass. They're coming off the bye week. So that receiving core should be a bit healthy. And I think that if you were to pair Josh, uh, Josh Allen uh, with Duke Williams, who is starting to uh, make an impact in that Bills receiving game, that could be a very nice bargain play because I don't think that you'll get Duke Williams uh, pretty high on either format, DraftKings or uh, FanDuel. You know, I saw a lot of uh, Duke uh, when he was in the Canadian Football League uh, with the mm-hmm. Evans and Eskimos, and this is a guy who's got some big playability. He's a big wide receiver, 6'3", 220, can get the ball downfield, and I think that this guy could end up being an X factor that makes Josh Allen a consens- a consistent GPP guy that could probably start as early as this Sunday. Yep, yep. I'm, uh, I believe in Duke Williams. I think I'm going to have uh, a few shares in the in the Millie tournament, a few GPPs. Uh, I'll also have some, some John Brown and Knox as well, so um, any, anything can happen against the Dolphins. Uh, so. Definitely. <laughs> Who are we avoiding this week at quarterback? Uh, so I, again, for, for me, 
And I know it's not, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good matchup for um, Daniel Jones against the Cardinals. The Cardinals defense is bottom of the pack, but that receiving core is so banged up. Um, I, you know, he can be sneaky given his value being 7,200 on FanDuel. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't believe in the hype of Daniel Jones. He's ever since his, his good week one, he's, he's struggled mightily. Um, I might ha- throw him in a tournament one or, in one or two lineups, but I'm not very high on him. The only way I will play Daniel Jones is if Evan Ingram is back. Uh, Evan Ingram is pa- is priced a little too high, um, given that he's playing Arizona, and Arizona doesn't know what to do against the tight end. But I- I'm avoiding that play. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater against Chicago. I am definitely off Teddy Bridgewater against uh, the Bears. And uh, the last person I, I want to focus on is um, I, I guess I'll, I'll go to a higher priced guy, uh, based off this is uh, Russell Wilson against Baltimore. So he is on FanDuel, Russell Wilson's 8,500. He's priced at the highest. I know Russell Wilson is heading towards the, uh, the MVP and player of the year on his end, given his performance. Uh, but I think Baltimore defense, they're shell of its former self, but they're not the best. Um, I think there's just better plays out there than going the Russell Wilson route. Personally. It's, the Ravens aren't the best uh, that we've seen them over the years, but the thing that makes this a trap game for Wilson is that even though they give up a lot of passing yards, they don't give up a lot of touchdown passes. They only average one per game, and to me, that you know is a huge turnaway uh, in that contest. You know, I think on the surface, there are a lot of people who think that could be a very entertaining game between both him and uh Lamar Jackson, but I think that, you know, that's a game, and this is one game where I would really stay away uh, from Kyler Murray, uh, not Kyler Murray, but uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Going into uh, week seven, you start looking at the waiver wire, you know, as the season gets uh, going, gets deeper and deeper, that waiver wire becomes a bit more challenging. Are there any ballplayers that you look at and see, you know, you've got to add to your roster this week? Yeah, and and I know we were talking about this as well, uh, but the game yesterday, uh, sorry for the Lions fans out there, uh, you know, the refs are uh, are the refs, but I think Jamal Williams, he's a he's a big uh, he's a big player in the in the Green Bay um, offense. So I think he is a he's a he's pretty much a must add at this point. I know Aaron Jones, he had his four touchdowns against the Cowboys and he's playing hot, but it seemed like they used Jamal Williams a lot more yesterday. So uh, I'm going to target him in, in a good chunk of leagues. Um, if, if people haven't picked up Golden Tate yet from the Giants, um, he's he's seems like he's a favorite target for Daniel Jones. Uh, I know I said avoid Daniel Jones for the most part this week in DFS, but in season-long uh, waiver wires, I think Golden Tate's a good play, especially against Arizona. Uh, I think those are the two that I've seen on the waiver wire the most that I would be targeting. Um, what about you on your end? Uh, the guy that I'm starting to like a bit more is uh, Alden Tate. I know that he was kind of popular last week uh, amongst uh, waiver wire fans, but you know, he's still out there in about roughly 90% of leagues. Uh, had five catches, 91 yards, uh, did not score against uh, the uh, against the Ravens last week. But you have to figure that Cincinnati is going to be playing a lot of catch-up on a weekly basis, so that means you're going to get Andy Dalton throwing north of 35 passes per game. Tate's going to get his looks, even with uh, A.J. Green due to come back. Uh, he's someone out like, I think at this point in time, if you are a Todd Gurley owner and you haven't handcuffed Malcolm Brown to him yet, 
now's definitely a time to do so. Uh, I do think that, you know, Duke Williams was a guy that I picked up last week and a couple of my seasonals, uh, even though he was on a bye, I think that, you know, he's a guy that's still going to be out there, probably someone that you need to go out and grab, you know, based off of uh, what we're, we're just talking about. Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds in Arizona, I know that, you know, you do have David Johnson, but they're finding ways to get Edmonds involved in that offense. And with the way that they throw the ball and the way Edmonds has uh, emerged as a good receiver out the backfield, uh, he will have a lot of value, especially uh, in deeper leagues. Uh, one other guy that I would probably uh, take a deep look at uh, is a guy that's come back. Didn't I have a good game on Sunday, but Michael Gallup of the Cowboys uh, is someone that you know you'll have to take a strong look at, especially on Sunday night against the Eagles. Uh, if you're, you know, especially if you're in a seasonal league, uh, is there guys that you know there you have to look at and say it's time to drop them now? Yeah, uh, and, and before we do that, there's one guy I'm forgetting. Hunter Henry, pick him up in your leagues if he's available. I know he was out. Um, you know, Philip Rivers and just just targeting him left and right. So that's another guy uh, given his target share and that Philip Rivers likes the tight end. Uh, as for guy to drop, if you have not dropped OJ Howard yet, drop him now. It seems, um, you know, the the hype about him this year going into it was false. It seems like he is going to be uh, just a blocking tight end for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So I am, uh, I do have him in one league, and he is officially going to be dropped on my end. So that is definitely one guy that I will be uh, sending to the waiver wire and hoping people pick him up. Uh, I think another guy is is Duke Johnson. I know if, if you have Carlos Hyde, you can handcuff him uh, with Duke Johnson, but he is not, uh, he's not seeing that many, um, you know, snaps on his end. So he's not I think it's as targeted as, as I really thought he would be. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Him. And then the last one I'd say is probably Chris Thompson, even in a PPR. Uh, it's just the Redskins aren't good. And I think it's just time to, um, to let go of Chris Thompson and, you know, counter blessings to try to pick up somebody like Jamal Williams or Chase Edmonds right now. So those are the three guys. Yeah, those are some pretty solid picks. Uh, to me, Nelson Aguilar of the Eagles, I think that you're going to get the Sean Jackson back uh, this week. If that's the case, Aguilar is going to be uh, someone that you might want to drop. You know, also, you have to consider the fact that they're using Miles Sanders a heck of a lot more out of the backfield with the way that he played against the Vikings, three catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. I think he's going to become a factor, whereas you're going to see Jordan Howard more of the running back uh, in that offense. Uh, I would also agree with you 100% on O.J. Howard. I think they're going to go back to being a platoon tight end with him and Cameron Brait uh, there. Uh, one other guy I would probably consider uh, dropping uh, as well, you know, Daryl Williams out in Kansas City. That running back situation is a complete mess at this point. It's more of a running back by committee, and I am not a huge fan of running back by committees by no stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, it, it's tough to even – Start right now, LaShawn McCoy or Damian Williams. So uh, Darryl Williams is third on the depth chart. Uh, definitely drop him. And, and going back to Kansas City, I think you can also drop uh, McCoy Hardman and Demarcus Robinson too with Tyreek Hill back. So uh, they were barely in the game. I mean, Hardman had like four – he did have four catches for 45 yards, and then uh, Demarcus Robinson had zero catches. So I think yeah. you can you can lose those guys to the waiver wire as well. They have completely served. They're good. They have done a good job. Now it's time to relieve them of duty. A couple of things that you're looking for going into week seven. Yeah, so for week seven, 
um, as always, and I, I put this in my articles as well, is I'm looking for, for the top stack. So I'm going to be focusing on two or three stacks uh, for the most part, especially with cash. I'll be focusing on two stacks, um, you know, just giving into a, a, a deep dive in this. I, I always love to target the weaker defenses. Um, I like to target against Atlanta. But just given that, you know, we don't know about golf, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the, the Los Angeles Rams wide receivers are priced down, especially Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. So, I mean, this could be the week that they go off, given that Atlanta's defense. So, um, you know, always be on the lookout also for the injury news. Uh, there's there's a lot of injuries happening, especially, you know, with the Giants and Saquon Barkley coming back. Uh, he is priced at the highest I, I i just don't know if he's going to be limited or not so you just keep an eye on that i think he's going to be pretty chalky and i'm i'm going to fade him given his price so um people a few people may not agree given that they're playing against arizona's defense but uh i'm all in on kyler murray uh, I, I don't think i trust the receivers unfortunately so i have to find someone to stack him with because uh, i'm all about the qb wide receiver stack but i am uh I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray this week. So just at first glance, yes, it is early and whatnot, but um, you know, I'm going to be on the lookout for Christian Kirk news because I might put some Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk lineups in, in the majority of my lineups, GPP and cash. So that's that's the lookout for me. One thing I'm looking at is going to be where do uh, where does the targets that were that were going to Will Disley head out? Uh, looks like he's going to be done for the season with an Achilles injury. So that means on average that's about say seven or eight targets uh that they have to go somewhere uh to me i think they're those are going to end up going to uh dj metcalf they're going to have to dial him up a little bit more uh that you don't have disley uh i wouldn't just look at you know who's backing disley up and assume that you know you're going to get that guy to just plug and play i don't think that's going to be the case but i think that uh because of that uh, DJ Metcalf certainly becomes a bit intriguing. Again, you certainly don't want to put a lot of stock into that game, fantasy-wise, especially when you're competing for cash. Uh, but uh, to me, DJ Metcalf in a seasonal, or if you're just uh, going in a low-end format of uh, DFS, it would be someone that you might want to consider. 100%, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tyler Lockett. I was a big fan last week. He got robbed of a touchdown, unfortunately. Uh, I think, uh, you know, again, it goes back to the refs. I don't think it should be reversed, especially since they called it a touchdown. It kind of cost me a little bit, uh, not too much, but I think it's it's going to be the Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf show moving forward. So, All right, and with that, we will go ahead and call it a day. Uh, Javi, this was great, so I was looking forward to doing it. I look forward to doing it again with you as we will recap Week 7 next Tuesday and look ahead toward Week 8. Thanks a lot, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brandon. And uh, I know you don't like to hear this, but go Cowboys, right? This yeah, weekend. indeed. Uh, almost as much as you would love to hear Fly Eagles fly, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, Brandon. All right, thanks a lot. And that calls it a wrap for the October 15th edition of the Win Daily Sports uh, Podcast. It will be Scott uh, – it will be Scott Ingram – not Scott Ingram, Scott Engel uh, – will be doing it. The King will be back and we will be going uh, with him uh, tomorrow. So uh, for Brandon Williams, which is me, and Javi Purcello, we'll call it a day. Have a good one.